Kreusor, welcome to Recovery Now Radio, which is brought to you in conjunction with Adveriad Recovery and Living Room Cardiff. Adveriad Recovery is a registered charity offering specialist support to those with co-occurring substance misuse and mental health conditions. Living Room Cardiff provides ongoing support and aftercare as a community-based recovery centre that has an all-addictions approach, including gambling, alcohol, drugs, both prescribed and illicit, sex, eating disorders, gaming, etc., or any other harmful behaviour. We welcome anyone who needs confidential support in taking those first important steps towards change and recovery. Family members and friends are also catered for. For further details, please see the Adveriad Recovery website, www.adveriad.org.uk and www.livingroom-cardiff.com. Diochen Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Recovery Now Radio, brought to you by The Living Room and Adveriad. Let's recover together. Welcome everybody and today our guest is Sarah who's very kindly agreed to come in to talk to us today and um, she's going to talk a little bit about her gambling addiction and some of her mental health issues that she's suffered from. So welcome Sarah. Hi. Great great to have you here today. Thanks. How are you feeling? A little bit nervous. Oh don't be nervous. I'm a bit nervous too, but don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll start with your first track, I think, to get us off to a really good start. It's a great track, one of my favourites. Sarah, would you like to introduce the record and just tell us a little bit why you chose this track? Yeah, so I chose this track because it's got family meaning and it just reminds me of my childhood and it's Abba Dancing Queen. Brilliant. Riding island 
Well, that was a great track, Sarah. Thanks for that one. Had us all dancing there, I think. Good start. Thank you. So today you're listening to Recovery Now Radio, brought to you from the living room and at Variad. Let's recover together. So, Sarah, first question, would you like to just tell us a little bit about your first experience with gambling and what effect that had on you? Yeah, so for me, it was only when I went into uh, therapy, I realised, but mine would have started as a young child at the seaside. And I remember my mum and dad would be having a drink and I'd be in the arcades playing on them. And they kind of were there and they were curing my boredom, but they were also sort of responding to me. And I kind of got a bit of a relationship with them going. So um, that's kind of where I think it started from. I was a young carer and um, I went through a lot of bullying. So I think to have something in my eyes that was positive, that was feeding back to me, it kind of started from there. Yeah, something that was making you feel happy and good about yourself. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's really interesting as well. And, and I think that, you know, knowing that that's how early that addiction started to kick in, really, you know, that's, that's really important, isn't it, to, uh, you know, how we got involved in, in our addictions. Yeah, it's taken a long time, I think, to realise that, you know, you don't, as a child, that's not what you think, is it? You don't think, no. oh, there's a bit of a problem here. Okay, Sarah, well, thanks for that. So we'll, we'll just perhaps listen to another track now. This is another great song that you've chosen, A Wonderful World by the lovely Louis Armstrong which is a again a great track I'll try not to cry while I listen to this it always, <laughs> makes, it always brings a tear to my eye so Sarah why why did you choose this track this reminds me of my childhood as well it's my grandpa's favorite song and it's just quite a feel-good song I think so absolutely. yeah so here it is yeah absolutely thanks Sarah Red roses I see them blue for me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day Dark sacred night, and I think to myself, What a wonderful world! The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They learn much more than I never knew. And I think to myself, What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful world 
that's such a lovely, lovely song. Thanks for choosing that one, Sarah. To me, that song, it does reflect all the qualities of being in recovery, doesn't it? You know, all the simple things that we, when we're in addiction, we lose sight of. But when we get into recovery, they all start coming back and... uh, yeah, lovely, lovely choice yeah. of song there. So you talked a little bit earlier just about sort of going into the arcades and, and trying to build a relationship with your mum and dad. I mean, it sounds like you didn't have the most straightforward of early childhood times. Um, you mentioned that you were a carer for them. Would you like to just talk a little bit about your childhood and what it was like growing up for you? Yeah, so for me, my mum and dad are learning disabilities and mental health. It was just normal when I was a child, but I don't think I realised at the time how much it would affect me later on. It was quite challenging, and I myself also struggled with my mental health. Um, I had I started self harming when I was very young, and sort of had quite self destructive behaviours, and that was kind of how I felt my childhood went. So it was yeah, it was quite challenging. So. Did you um did you have any support, Sarah, while you were going through all these challenging times? I think a lot of it was quite hidden. And the problem was is I had my dad's family, but they had their own lives and their own children. And yeah, and they'd come in for parents' evening. Um, they'd come and they'd make sure as well at home I had like clean clothes and I always had like new stuff. So I guess to the outside world at the time it looked like everything was fine. When in reality it wasn't, and I wasn't doing great. Mm, must have been quite difficult, <clears throat> and and I suppose not having that consistency there m- made a big difference. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because to me it was my normal life, and it's only as I've got older that I look back and I think it was a lot different. But at the time it wasn't different to me, so I think it's something that didn't affect me as much at the time but as I've gone on in life I've realized it's like really confused me and made me quite like mixed emotions about it all and I know that I was so so loved by my mum and dad and Mm. I still am but maybe some of the things that I would have needed as a child weren't there and that that but that love was still there wasn't it very much with them yeah, definitely. The live was there. They did everything that they could in their power. They were amazing as parents to their best of their ability. It was just hard. Okay, well, we'll stop there for a second and we'll talk some more in a moment after your next piece of music, Sarah. You've chosen Thunderclouds by Sia. Sia? Sia. <laughs> Sia. So would you like to tell us why you've chosen that particular track? I found this song like quite contradicting and like it goes back and forth. It's quite, it confuses me a bit and it kind of reminds me of my childhood um, and my teenage years. So I just think it's a good one. Yeah, no, I can see what you're saying about that. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to that one now.
Okay, so that was Thunderclouds by Saya. Welcome to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Brought to you by the Living Room and Adveriad. Today we're talking to Sarah, who's coming to talk about her gambling addiction. So Sarah, we'll move on now to your addiction side. How would you say you've discovered that you had an addiction and what sort of effect did that start having on your life? So I think for me, I was... I was quite confused around the whole gambling thing. I never saw that as an addiction. Mm. I I'd think of the stereotypical like person that was drunk or had taken drugs like on a park bench off their face. I never really saw any danger with it or thought it could become a problem. So for me, I think it got to a point in my life where I was just spending a lot more money and I wasn't having anything left at the end to live on or to pay my bills. So then I was saying to people, oh, I didn't get paid or I don't know, this bill's come or this has happened or that's happened and just trying to cover it up. And I found myself getting into these circles and I just, you know, it was just lie after lie. And I I think for me, that was when I started thinking that this is kind of taking over my life and causing me some problems here. Yeah, I can see getting into that circle of, you know, the addiction is so easy, isn't it? And before we know where we are, we're really in the midst of it all and can't really see a way out. Yeah, yeah. Was there a time where you thought you could manage the addiction or was it just going round and round and round? Up until quite recently, I thought I could manage the addiction. I think that's one of the problems with it is it does convince you of that, doesn't it? Mm. And as much as you can have all the facts in the world and all the logic in the world but the addiction is I feel is like this relationship I have that's always there me and this addiction and and it does kind of cloud your judgment it does make you think yeah I I can manage this and I'll just go and stick another 20 pound on and and it won't matter it's only 20 pounds like you know I can do that and, and before you know it, you're back to square one where you're literally there with nothing and nobody and just in a complete mess. Yeah, I can identify with that with you. So with, you know, my addiction of drinking, it's it just you feel you can manage it. But at, at the end of the day, you know, we can't, can we? No. no. OK, thanks, Sarah. Um, so your next track, you've chosen Love the Way You Lie part two by Rihanna would you just like to tell us a little bit about why you chose that particular track this is my destructive relationship with gambling so if you imagine this as like me and the gambling addiction speaking to each other brilliant and this thing turned out so evil I don't know why I'm still surprised even angels
Hush, baby, speak softly. Tell me you're awfully sorry that you pushed me into the coffee table last night so I can push you off me. Try and touch me so I can scream at you not to touch me. Run out the room and I'll follow you like a lost puppy. Baby, without you, I'm nothing. I'm so lost, hug me. Then tell me how ugly I am. But bitch, you'll always love me. Then after that, shut me. In the aftermath of the destructive path that we're on, two psychopaths, oh, we know that no matter how many knives we put in each other's backs, that we'll have each other's backs. Cause without That was a powerful song. Just amazing lyrics. I'm sure anybody that's in addiction or been in addiction will relate to those lyrics completely. Very, very, very powerful song, Sarah. Thank you. I gather, really, having heard that record, this period of your life, you were quite well into your addiction now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Majorly into it. I know for me at this time, sort of relationships had really broken down. I was isolating a lot. I was in quite a lot of debt and I just hated myself, but it was all hidden and it was all secretive. And it was like, it was just me and the addiction in the whole world and just nothing else mattered or nothing else could come into our bubble. 
but it but all it was doing was causing absolute destruction really dark time for you yeah so other consequences Sarah I know I know you very well and I know you have struggled a lot with your mental health would would you like to talk about that now yeah so for me I think my mental health and my gambling it's really hard because over my teenage years coming up into my young adult years for me I'd either self-harm or I'd gamble and it was like a back and forth thing so self-harming through cutting burning stuff like that overdosing Mm. it'd either be that or then I'd go on and gamble and it was like for so many years that was how I coped and how I survived and lived Mm. and it's it's taken me to some really hard places where you know I've contemplated and attempted suicide it's it's been really hard and Mm. to at the time even think about how I'd get out of that I just I just don't know it was it was so hard and it was like I couldn't function unless I was either gambling or or doing self-harm well I've I've known you for a long time Sarah and and you know I, I know you've been in some really dark places but um you know, you are a fighter. Thanks. <laughs> Very special person you are. <laughs> All right. So we'll come back to, to these issues in a little while, but we'll have another piece of music, I think. So your next piece of music was its Driver's Licence by Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that song and what that means to you? Yeah, so this one's like loss. And when you get ready to give up an addiction, you know, you're going to lose something. So I just hope that this resonates with somebody. Brilliant. Thank you. To finally drive up to your house. But today I drove through the suburbs crying because you were. You're probably with that blonde girl Who always made me doubt She's so much older than me She's everything I'm insecure about Yet today I drove through the suburbs Cause how could I ever love someone else? And I know we weren't perfect
just can't imagine how you could be so okay now that I'm gone. Cause you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me. Cause you said forever, now I drive along past your street. You said forever, now I drive along. So that was Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, you're listening to Recovery Now Radio, brought to you by The Living Room and Adveriad. Let's carry on now, Sarah, with our interview. You've talked very openly and honestly about your mental health and, and even your addiction taking you down to, you know, suicidal thoughts and actions like that. So thank you for being so honest. You know, we're, we're all with you now, you know. So was there one particular crisis that brought you into wanting recovery and also how did you go about finding recovery yeah so when I was in the darkest times I committed a crime I committed theft and that was to fund gambling so I transferred money from someone's account to mine and I used it online to gamble which was the worst thing in my life that I've ever done I'd never been in trouble with the police never done anything wrong and somehow I found myself in this place where I'd I'd committed a crime against somebody else so I was arrested and I decided then I needed to look for something I thought this has just gone too far so I did come to the living room and just a little short while later I was sentenced for my crime and I went to prison and that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with in my life. Mm-hmm. And coming out to, from that to death threats, nowhere to live, being homeless, everyone in my life, that because I kept it secret, everyone found out through newspapers because the um, reporters were at the court when I was sentenced and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just horrendous that people were found out that way. And then it was like, I just felt like I'd lost everything. I mentally was in such a bad place because whilst I'd been in prison, I'd not been well mentally. So I'd been put on a mental health wing and the things that I saw there, I'll never, ever forget. And I think I came out quite traumatized. Mm. So that's when I then decided I need to come back to the living room. I need to try and do something about this. Gosh, Sarah, that's, you know, well I just can't imagine what you were going through at the time and I I remember you coming to the living room and seeing you and thinking what a lovely girl you were and you know you've you've done so much now you know with your life you you really are an inspiration to everybody you've got over such massive massive circumstances and and you know you know you really are an inspiration to us thank you well we'll stop there for a minute um we'll listen to another piece of music that you've chosen you've gone for another Sia track Uh, it's called breathe me would you like to just tell us why this track made it onto your selection for your songs yeah so this track I always played when I was in that self-destructive place and this is probably a song that I play when I'm in the worst of places when I'm as low as you can possibly be it means a lot Thanks, Sarah. I have done it again. 
So you're listening to Recovery Now Radio, Let's Recover Together, coming to you from the living room and at Veriad. That was Sarah's choice of music there. Um, it was called Breathe Me by Sia. Thanks again, Sarah, for, for talking so openly about your addiction again and, and the awful consequences and, and, you know, the places it took you. So we're just kind of talking about you return to the living room. So what actually began to change when you started to get well? I think it was just, first of all, accepting that it was a problem. And I think when I came to the living room, it was like meeting other people, hearing them speak. And half the time I'd just sit there and think, I feel exactly the same. It was freaky because I tried to get help in the past, but it never quite worked. And suddenly there were all these people. And when they were explaining things, I was like, this totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and I think when I started accepting it and actually thinking, no, I have an addiction, you know, it, it, it's a problem. And But there is a way to deal with it. And the, it's going to be hard, but there's these things that I can do. And, and I think it was the way that they kind of break it down. And it's like, you can't think about the past. Like, my past is horrendous. Some of the stuff I've done, whatever, you know, it's, it's bad. The future is just unknown. So the present is where I need to be and reminding myself to be in the present. And I think for me, that's the main thing that gets me through each day. Brilliant. And it's it's meeting other people, isn't it, that you can relate to and connect with. I know that had a big, big impact on me when I first started coming to the living room and still does really, you know. Yeah, it never it never changes, you know. Like someone new comes in and you meet them, and you just think, "Wow!" Or they teach you something new, or you know, they they inspire you in some way, and it, it's just like you're forever learning and forever growing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sarah, we'll talk more again about your recovery. I know you've worked very hard on your recovery, and and you've also through your recovery got got into some quite strong campaigning about the gambling industry so we'll we'll talk about that in a moment but we'll listen to your next track you've chosen a song called Brave by Sarah Borellis I think it is so would you like to just tell us about this track yeah so this is all about leaving my relationship with gambling and what that meant to me and I think it was hit a lot of people and hopefully inspire Sam. Let's have a listen. Say what you want to say and let the words fall out. 
Well, that was brave, an amazing song. Sarah, I, I think you are very brave. I think anybody in recovery is brave. Anybody who looks for recovery, anybody that finds recovery is the bravest person in the world. So great song there. Great song choice. Thanks, Sarah. Now, Say What You Want to Say is also something that very much reminds me of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've done a lot of talking, lobbying on behalf of making gambling issues, uh, you know, for people to be more aware of gambling issues and, you know, fighting the industry. So could you tell us, I know you've done an awful lot, but if you could just tell us some of the things that you've, you've been doing and, and to highlight all these, these issues. Yeah. So during my gambling, there were so many areas where, I just saw these gaps and these things that I just didn't agree with. So it was things like I applied for a rehab and they wouldn't accept me because I was female. Yeah, a male could do it. And I thought, why are females different? Mm. I don't agree with that. And then there was sort of like young people in schools, like why weren't we going in and helping them? We talk to them about drugs. We talk about alcohol. Why are we not including gambling? Sport being the same in sport. It's quite normal for people to associate gambling and sport and doing them both together. They can't, some people don't realise you can just go and watch a game of football without having to gamble. There were, there were just so many areas, like me being in prison, there was no help. I got nothing. I got no counselling, even though I was in there for committing that crime for gam to gamble with. And I just thought, this is crazy. And then the more I looked into it, I spoke out. And then just all these things started coming up. Like we campaigned and we actually won the campaign. And one thing was in betting shops, they have these machines called fixed odd betting terminals. And you can bet £100 every 20 seconds on them. So that's £300 a minute. And we thought that's insane. So we wanted to put something in place that would sort of help and we're not saying let's stop gambling let's ban it at all it's not about that it was more like let's put some sort of measures and restrictions in place to help people so we managed to get it down to uh, two pound every minute instead of 300 which was huge mm. but the more you go along with it the, the more things kind of come up and you think no I don't agree with that I need to speak up on it and I think for me it's been a major thing because it's really helped my recovery through helping others and speaking out and doing something that some people can't do. Um, sadly, I want to mention there are, there are a number of people, I don't know statistically, but that have taken their life due to gambling. Mm. And I think they don't have a chance. They're never going to be able to speak up. So somebody needs to. And also... I don't want my life to be remembered negatively. I want to be positive and do something to help. So I want to change that negative into a positive if I can. So that's part of my campaigning and the reason sort of why I do it. Oh, that, that's, that's amazing, Sarah. I mean, it's, it's such a brilliant thing that you're doing. And, and, you know, it really is having an impact, as you say, you know, things are, are starting to change. And, you know, just that general normalisation of gambling, you know, you, you're really trying to, you know, bring that out, aren't you? And, and try and stop it and, you know, and have, have some of the industry be, be accountable, really. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a major thing where there's a gap is mm. there is no accountability. 
if it was, for instance, alcohol, you, you can't walk into a pub and you can't ask the barman or woman to pull you a pint of vodka. They can't do it. What they can do is put measures into a cup. They can put doubles, triples, and you can make your own pint of vodka. So you can still do it, but it just limits you and it makes you think for a second. And that's all we want with gambling is just some things in place to help people. Absolutely. And and just as a, a, a by side here, you know, I was you tubing the songs that you chose today just so I could get a feel of the songs. And while I was on that, I had three adverts for gambling on on my phone. And I, I don't gamble, you know, but I mean, you know, why is that allowed? I don't know. Anyway. So okay, well, with that, we'll move on to your next choice um, of music. Um You've selected um, I'll Find You by Lacrea. La La I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But um, again, Sarah, just tell us why this particular track. It's just about sort of people being there for me and, and how, you know, we all need to help each other. Thank you. When you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you I'll find you, I'll find you Just hold on and I'll find you I'm hanging on by a thread And all I'm clinging to is prayers And every breath is like a battle I feel like I ain't come prepared And death's knocking on the front door Pain's creeping through the back Fears crawling through the windows, waiting for them to attack. They say don't get bitter, get better. I'm working on switching them letters. But tell God I'ma need a whole lot of hope keeping it together. I'm smiling in everyone's face. I'm crying whenever they leave the room. They don't know the battle I face. They don't understand what I'm going through. The world trying to play with my soul. I'm just trying to find where to go. I'm trying to remember the way. I'm trying to get back to my home. But I can't do this on my own. That's why I'm just trusting in you. Cause I don't know where else to go. Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end But when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end But when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you Fear haunts you, and pain hates. I say pain strengthens, and fear drives faith. And I don't know all of the outcomes, don't know what happens tomorrow. But when that ocean of doubt comes, don't let me drown in my sorrow, and don't let me stay at the bottom. I feel like this hole is too deep to climb. I've been looking for a way out, but I settled for a peace of mind. Picking up the pieces of my life and hoping that I put together something right. Tell me all I got is all I need. Tell me you gon' help me stay and fight The world tryna play with my soul I'm just tryna find where to go I'm tryna remember the way I'm tryna get back to my home But I can't do this on my own That's why I'm just trusting in you Cause I don't know where else to go And I don't know what else to do No, don't let the fear Make you feel You'll never be 
fight a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. That was I'll Find You by Lacry. Um, you're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Coming to you from the living room and at Veriad. Talking today to Sarah. So Sarah, we've talked a lot about your addiction, your mental health, how you got into recovery and the impact that you're having now on, on the gambling industry and, and you know, your lobbying that you're doing, which is which is all great positive stuff. So I'd like to ask you now, what would Sarah, having gone through all this, some really very dark times, what would Sarah now say to the younger Sarah? I think I'd say that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to ask for help. You don't need to hide it or do it alone. And that it's okay to take that mask off. I think that's what I'd say. Yeah, that's really powerful because we do all wear that mask, don't we? Yeah, I have since childhood and I find it so difficult to even take off, you know, even let a crack appear. It's it's really hard. I think it's something I, I still work on even today, but mm. it's not as scary as I think we build it up to be. Yeah, it's a lot about trusting as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a massive thing. Trust is really hard, isn't it? It's really hard to gain. It's really hard to keep, to get. It's it's just a hard one. Okay, well, we'll play another of your tracks. So we're coming to the end nearly. Uh, we've got, this is the penultimate track, I think. So we've got This Is Me by Kayla Settle. Uh, this is the song from... The Greatest Showman, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. So what does this song mean to you? It's just about being yourself, isn't it? It's exactly what I just said. It's being yourself, it's getting rid of that mask, it's accepting you for you, what's and all, as Winford says. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Sarah. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Run away, they say, no one will love you as you are, but I won't let them break me down to dust, I know that there's a place for us, for we are glorious. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a blood, going to drown them out, I am brave. me look out cause here I come and I'm marching on to the beat I drum I'm not scared to be seen I make no apologies this is me 
that was um Carla Settle um singing this is me we're coming to the end really Sarah of your amazing interview thank you so much for coming in today and talking to us you have been an inspiration you've been so brave you know I found it quite emotional because I've I've known you for a long time and and know the struggles that you've had and uh you are a fighter you're you're a great person and uh, a very valued friend to to me and a lot of the living room family you know you're a very important part and you know keep 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 coming back is is there anything else that you'd like to say and I know part of you is you know you 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 do want to tell us and and be who you are so is there anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap it up here and play your last song yeah I think it's just important to remember there was so much more so recovery taught me I am an addict I'll always be a gambling addict, but I'm also a daughter, a cousin, a friend. I'm artistic, I'm funny, I've got mental health. I'm just a mix of all different things. I live DIY, but you know what? I'm so much more. Addict is just one little part of me, and I think we need to remember that. Fantastic. That's that's a lovely way to, to end the interview, Sarah. And again, thank, thank you so much. So today uh, we've been listening to... Uh, Recovery Now Radio brought to us by The Living Room and Ed Veriad. Thanks again, Sarah. Thank you, Greg, for putting it all together again. We'll be having lots more of these uh, interviews coming your way. So please keep tuned and and carry on listening. Um, We love doing these shows. They're they're great. And being able to reach out to everybody in this way is, is so special. And it means a lot to the gang that are all putting it together and to the living room as well and at very ad so so thank you very much um i'm julie um you'll probably be hearing from me again uh, at some stage so sarah sadly it's time for your last piece of music um would you like to tell us why you've chosen this track yeah it's disney and who doesn't love a bit of disney so here is colors of the wind by pocahontas brilliant thanks very much sarah take care I think i'm an ignorant savage And you've been so many places, I guess it must be so But still I cannot see, if the savage one is me How can there be so much that you don't know? You don't know land you land on the earth is just a dead thing you can claim but I know every rock and tree and creature has a life has a spirit has a name think the only people who are people are the people who look and think like you but if 
you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew, you never knew. Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Or ask the grinning bobcat why he grinned? Can you sing with all the voices of the mountain? Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Can you paint with all the colors of the